in search of primate continuity. Two elements women share with bonobos are that their ovulation is hidden from immediate detection and that they have sex throughout their cycle. But here are the similarities and where are our genital swellings and where is the sex at the drop of a hat? Friends the wall. Paul Thoreau said, sex was an expression of friendship. In Africa, it was like holding hands. It was friendly and fun. There was no coercion. It was offered willingly. Whatever one concludes about chimp violence and its relevance to human nature, our other closest primate cousin, the bonobo, offers a fascinating counter model. Just as the chimpanzee seems to embody the Hubesian vision of human origins, the bonobo reflects the Roisian view. Although best known today as the proponent of the noble savage, Rosio, Rosio's autobiography details a fascination with sexuality that suggests that he would have considered bonobos kindred souls had he known them, of them. De Waal sums up the difference between these two apes' behavior by saying that the chimpanzee resolves sexual issues with power, the bonobo resolves power with issues with sex. <clears throat> or rather, resolves power issues with sex. Though bonobos surpass even chimps in the frequency of their sexual behavior, females of both species engage in multiple mating sessions in quick succession with different males. Among chimpanzees, ovulating females mate on average from six to eight times per day, and they are often eager to respond to the mating invitations of any and all males in the group. <clears throat> Describing the behavior of female chimps she monitored, primatologist Anne Pusey notes, quote, each after mating within her natal community visited the other community while sexually receptive. They eagerly approached and mated with males from the new community, unquote. <clears throat> Whatever the truth regarding relations between unprovisioned groups of chimpanzees in the wild, unconscious bias rings out in passages like this one. Quote, in war as in romance, bonobos and chimpanzees appear to be strikingly different. When two bonobo communities meet at a range boundary at Wamba, not only is there no lethal aggression and sometimes occurs in chimps, there may be socializing and even sex between females and the enemy community's males. Unquote. Enemy? When two groups of intelligent primates get together to socialize and have sex with each other, who would think of these groups as enemies or such a meeting as war? 
Note the similar assumptions in this account. Quote, Chimpanzees give a special call that alerts others at a distance to the presence of food. As such, this is food sharing of sorts, but it need not be interpreted as charitable. A caller faced with more than enough food will lose nothing by sharing it with and may benefit later when another chimpanzee reciprocates. End quote. Perhaps this seemingly cooperative behavior, quote, need not be interpreted as charitable, unquote. But what's the unspoken problem with such an interpretation? Why should we seek to explain away what looks like generosity among non-human primates or other animals in general? Is generosity a uniquely human trait, quality? Passages like these makes one wonder why, as Gold asks, scientists are loath to see primate continuity in our positive impulses, even as many clearly yearn to locate the roots of our aggression deep in primate past. Quote, Just imagine that we had never heard of chimpanzees or, or baboons and had known bonobos first we would at present most likely believe that early hominids lived in female-centered societies in which sex served important social functions and in which warfare was rare or absent. Franz de Waal Because they live in only in remote area of dense jungle in a politically volatile country, Democratic Republic of Congo, formerly Zaire. Bonobos were one of the last mammals to be studied in their natural habitat. Although their anatomical difference from common chimps were noted as long ago as 1929, until bonobos' radically different behavior became apparent, they were considered a subgroup of chimpanzee, often called pygmy chimps. For bonobos, female status is more important than male hierarchy. But even fa female rank is flexible and not binding. Bonobos have no formal rituals of dominance and submission, like the status displays common at chimps, gorillas, and other primates. Although status is not completely absent, primatologist Takayashi Kaino who has collected the most detailed information on bonobo behavior in the wild, prefers to use the term influential rather than high-ranking when describing female bonobos. He believes that females are respected out of affection rather than because of rank. Indeed, Franz de Waal wonders whether it's appropriate to discuss hierarchy at all among bonobos. Noting, quote, if there is a female rank order, it is largely based on seniority rather than physical intimidation. Older females are generally of higher status than younger ones. Unquote. Those looking for evidence of matriarchy in human societies might ponder the fact that among bonobos, female dominance, quote unquote, doesn't result in the sort of male submission one might expect 
if it were simply an inversion of the male power structures found among chimps and baboons. The female bonobos use their power differently than male primates. Despite their submissive social role, male bonobos appear to be much better off than male chimps or baboons. As we'll see in later discussions of female-dominated societies, human males also tend to fare pretty well when the women are in charge. While Sapolsky chose to study baboons because of the chronically high stress levels males suffer as a result of their unending struggles for power, Dewal notes that bonobos confront a different sort of existence, saying, quote, In view of their frequent sexual activity and low aggression, I find it hard to imagine that males of the species have a particularly stressful time. Crucially, humans and bonobos, but not chimps, appear to share a specific anatomical predilection for peaceful coexistence. Both species have what's called a repetitive microsatellite at gene AVPR1A. Important to the release of oxytocin. Sometimes called nature's ecstasy, oxytocin is important in pro-social feelings like compassion, trust, generosity, love, and yes, eroticism. As anthropologist and author Eric Michael Johnson explains, quote, it is far more parsimonious that chimpanzees lost this repetitive microsatellite than for both humans and bonobos to independently develop the same mutation. Unquote. But there is intense resistance to the notion that relatively low levels of stress and a surfeit of sexual freedom could have characterized the human's past. Helen Fisher acknowledges these aspects of bonobo life, as well as their many correlates in human behavior, and even makes a sly reference to Morgan's primal horde. <laughs> 